Well, hey there, this is Danny Sunshine Bauer, host of this podcast, and my mission in life is to help school leaders fight isolation and frustration via a leadership community in order to gain clarity and find solutions to their greatest challenges. If you get value from today's show, you can show some love back to me by subscribing to this podcast and leaving a rating and review where you're listening right now. I can serve more school leaders by having a better ranking that's tied 100% to subscriptions, reviews, and shares on social media. In today's show, I talk with my friend Joelle McLean, and one of the things that I really enjoyed uh, digging into is his passion for service and developing others, um, but also a moment where the imposter syndrome was really weighing heavily on him and how he moved past that fear. Thanks for spending some time with me listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. Before we jump into the episode, let's take just a moment to thank our show sponsors. Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is brought to you by TeachFX. Imagine having a Fitbit for teachers that measures student engagement. Learn more at teachfx.com. The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is brought to you by Organized Binder, which increases student active engagement and participation and reduces classroom management issues. Learn more at organizedbinder.com. Hey there, Better Leaders. I'm joined with a friend today, uh, Joel McLean, and I, I really appreciate him. A number of reasons. We have a lot of conversations, uh, you know, in the background and push each other in terms of education leadership. Uh, we've helped each other on, on our visions. Uh, and then he was instrumental too when we did an experiment with the Twitter chat and really took charge there. So I've always uh, really admired and appreciated you for that, Joel. Um, but let me get into your bio. Joel began his career in education in 1997. He has worked as a science and chemistry teacher at the intermediate and secondary level, has been a school principal since 2006. From 2014 to 2018, Joel was on detachment from his school board as a pedagogical leader at CFORP, serving the 12 French school boards of the province of Ontario in Canada, as well as various educational partners. As a leadership coach, he worked with school principals to help develop their leadership skills, as well as board-level pedagogical teams regarding leading, teaching, and learning in the digital age. Joel is presently an elementary school principal, as well as a provincial leadership coach for his professional association. He's the founder of Inspire Life and Leadership Coaching, as well as a founder and host of Inspire Leadership Podcast. We got another yeah. podcaster in the house. So. You bet, buddy. Joel, welcome to the show. <laughs> Listen, Danny, thank you very much. And uh, thanks for those kind words that, uh, that you said at, at the start of the podcast. But I got to tell you that uh, the feeling is absolutely mutual. You know, I've, I've gone through uh, an incredible journey in the last four, four years, four to five years. And I'd seen the last two, you've been absolutely instrumental in inspiring me, you know, to go forward with my podcast, you know, to go forward with my leadership development and and just to overall develop, you know, my philosophy on what kind of leader I want to be and what kind of an impact and influence that I want to have on people so that they can, you know, push forward and, and get into action to be able to, to spread the goodness. Let's let's stay with that. Let's talk about sort of that, that philosophy you've been uh, dialing in over the last couple of years. Absolutely. So um, as you said, my bio, I've been in education since 97. So it's been a little while. But in particular, a principal since 2006. And, you know, basically, I had mapped that out at the beginning of my career. So in 97, when I first started teaching, I'd, I had written down a plan for myself where 
I had, I, you know, I had said I'd love to be able to, to teach for about nine to 10 years and then go into the, uh, the principalship. And really the, the main reason why is because I had these big ideas on how, you know, how I had experienced school as a student and how I think students should experience school and what it should be all about. So I had all these ideas and I said, listen, this is how I can have impact is, you know, I'll go into the classroom, I'll teach for, you know, 10 years, mm-hmm. I'll get that, that, that valuable experience. And then when I get into the position, well, first of all, nobody will be able to say, you know what, you don't have any experience because <laughs> I'll have had 10, 10 years under my belt. Right. But, you know, it'll give me an appreciation of what it is to be uh, in the classroom so that we don't forget what it's like to be in a classroom as administrators. So that plan actually worked out quite well. I did nine years in, in the classroom, actually. And, and, then I, I, and then I got my first principal uh, job at an intermediate school. So grade seven and eight school, about, about 200 students. So that was, uh, that was fantastic. So then from there, I went on uh, since 2006 about as a, as a principal in pretty much all just elementary schools. So that was quite a learning uh, curve also, being a secondary school chem teacher and then diving into elementary school. That's a whole other world, let me tell you. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. But you know what? It's, it's fantastic. And then from there, you know, uh, after a few years, you know, I was looking at thinking about trying to, to try different experiences, you know going into something, maybe taking some risks. And I started thinking about how can I start developing myself? Cause I felt like I was, I was a little bit stuck in a rut. You know, it's the same things uh, day in, day out, same problems, uh, same uh, successes. I think I just needed a different challenge. And, uh, about four or well, five years ago, um, this job posting came across my desk and it was for this, this position. It was this new team that was being put together at the provincial level. And they were looking for teachers and principals, uh, principals who would act as, uh, as pedagogical leaders, and then teachers that would act as uh, people that would accompany other teachers in the classroom. So basically, the teams would be composed of principals and teachers in different regions of the province. And we would almost act like a, like a SWAT team. You know, the, the, we would Love meet with the, with the boards. Oh, it's, oh, it was awesome. We would meet with the school boards, and we would say, this is what we can offer. This is what we can do. We come into a school, both myself and I had two to three teachers working with me. We come into schools and we would work not only the classroom level, but we would work the leadership level school also at the same time. So I would work with the principal and while my teachers or the people I'm working at the classroom level with the teachers in terms of transforming uh, pedagogical approaches and the overall you know, learning experience for students. And then I had the honor to work with the principals in developing first and foremost, their leadership competencies. And just to give them a, you know, give them a little bit of, a, of help as to you know, how they're running their school, how to be more efficient, and those types of things. So the school boards would pick whatever schools that they wanted us to accompany, and then we'd go in there and we would work with them basically, I'd say the average was two to three years. Some schools we would do just the first year, and then they would drop for various reasons. Uh, but most of them, they were at least a minimum of two years where, can you imagine, we were able to get in there as a team and work at the leadership level, work at the classroom level, at the same time, working with the school board and, you know, coaching them on how, Powerful. To, how, how to be able to, to really come into the school and help them out and, and, and get them to try to reach those goals that they had, you know, set for themselves in their improvement plans. So extremely powerful. And you had the gift of time too to actually implement uh, and, and let the let the uh, value you are offering take root. 
you know, because you could go in there and you could solve some problems real quick, but it's not going to stick. So this allowed you to, to plant deeply. Well, exactly. So, you know, roughly I would accompany in a given year, I'd say I'd accompany on average about 13 to 15 school principals throughout the province. So the way that I would organize my schedule is that it would allow me to meet with them minimum once a month. So it had to be once a month and we'd have to spend at least an hour together. And it was really a coaching approach versus a mentor, a mentoring approach. You know, he had said, you can, you know, I could go in there and say, this is how you can solve all your problems or <laughs> maybe not all the, the problems because I don't have all the answers, but you know, it was more a coaching approach. And, you know, the coaching approach is letting the person, as you know, letting the person discover their, you know, their own solutions to their, to their problems. It's coming in and knowing how to ask questions and not necessarily always providing answers. And like I said, and, and as you were saying, Danny, it's, it's about the process, right? The learning process. And that's how our team, you know, throughout four years, that's how our team was able to have a deep impact, not just surface impact. You know, the surface stuff is often, this is what we're going to do. We do it and we have minimal impact and it doesn't last very long. So working the processes with the people and, and taking a coaching approach, both at the leadership level and at the classroom level with the teacher is what made the difference, right? You develop the relationships, you, you, you gain the confidence. And then with your experience combined with the experience of the person that's, that you're working with combined together, you know, we're, we were able to move mountains. It was phenomenal. And the people were bought in, they were implicated, they wanted uh, the change, you know. So you can imagine when we get there, just, just that feeling to walk into the school and the people are happy to see you and they can't start <laughs> working with you. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's fantastic because they were able to, to see the changes being put into place and, and they were living it and they were actually putting it into practice. And we were seeing results right? and we were celebrating them too. So that's great. It was just fantastic, yeah. you know, so. Uh, yeah, getting that immediate feedback and seeing that the work was meaningful uh, in everybody, all the stakeholders were seeing that you from the coach perspective, them from the practitioner, what a gift. I'm wondering if we could um, transition, you know, you're back into the uh, elementary school. What's been the highlight of being back in a local building? Man, let me tell you, I've got a phenomenal school. I've got a fantastic staff and I've got some wonderful students and parents. It's, it's been great. It's given me the opportunity to be able to, you know, put into practice a lot of the, the things that I learned throughout the last four years. Like I was saying before, Danny, I had the opportunity to tremendously develop myself as a leader and to really change the way I see things and the way that I see how I can have impact. And it, now it's, it's given me that opportunity to be able to put it into practice in the school setting in particular. So before it was more systemic setting where it was more board level or even provincial level. But now it's really getting, you know, knee deep and, and, and getting the elbows dirty in grease and getting in there in the school and saying, listen, you know, what do you guys think if, if we try something like this or if we take this approach? And it's been absolutely fantastic. We've, uh, we, uh, we've dived into uh, PBL learning. So that's the, uh, that's the big project that we're doing now in the school where I'm at uh, presently. You know, people were looking at, looking for a, a different way of doing things. They were looking, how can we change things? Can we integrate technology? How can we transform our, uh, our teaching so that we can offer our students this, this absolutely fantastic learning experience, you know, where it's not just the same old stuff we've been doing for the last 80 years and, you know, learning that's really meaningful and tied to real life stuff and tied to the, their day-to-day -day life. So having 
having uh, accompanied schools throughout the last four years that had actually implemented project-based learning and I had researched it myself. We said, you know what, this is a perfect fit because I've got a whole bunch of ideas and let's see what you guys think about it. So the first thing that I did, Danny, was I, I give a shout out to my, to my personal learning network on Twitter. Okay. And actually, you had answered the question also. And I, and I asked the people, you know what, we'd like to get into PBL. Where should I start? Yeah. And, you know, the majority of the answers that were given to me was, you got to start at the Buck Institute of Buck Education. Institute. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know what, that's where I went. And it's been, it's been absolutely fantastic. So we're uh, using what's in the website, the Buck Institute, to guide us in, in the majority, to, to guide us in our, uh, our journey into PBL. I bought the book for myself and the staff, uh, The Gold Standard of Project-Based Learning, which was the book that was recommended on the website. Mm-hmm. We actually read the whole book. So it was almost like a, like a, a book study mastermind type of deal that we did. Nice. We would meet once a, once a week and we got through the book uh, within about a month and a half to two months. So we're in, in the mode right now of making sure that we understand what PBBL, PBL is, what it is that we have to get ready. And then the next step will be to present it to the kids and, and, and to get them ready also, you know, to be able to live that PBL approach. And at Buck Institute, John Mergendaller was on the show. So people could go to betterleadersbetterschools.com, search his name. And uh, I, don't, I don't remember what episode. That was like top, you know, first 50. So it's getting foggy at this point. Because uh, this is episode, what did I say? 196 or something like that. Yeah, 196. So, 196. Amazing. Man. And uh, Kyle Wagner, I want to give a shout out to my friend too. Yeah. He's been on the show twice. Uh, he's a project-based learning um, guru as well. And so uh, that's cool to hear that you guys are, are, are uh, you know, digging into that. And you did the mm-hmm. book study and sort of masterminded the idea as well. Absolutely. Uh, talk to us and tell us the story of Inspire Life and Leadership. You know, the coaching arm of that and then the podcast too. So following, uh, like I was saying, following the, the, the four years experience that I had on detachment for the ministry, it really opened my eyes up to a whole bunch of different ideas, you know, um, and in particular, how I could develop myself and really take advantage of the experience that I was living. The first thing I did when I, and I'll never forget this, you know, uh, the job posting came through on my desk and I'm like, wow, this looks really, really interesting. And I'm like, do I go for it? Do I not? I go for it. I had just gotten, I had just gotten uh, into my new school. That, uh, I was in my first year in the new school, and usually we'll stay. You know, we could stay anywhere between you know three to five years as principal in the school, and then often we'll get moved around a little bit. But I had just gotten there, and I'm like, man, this is like calling to me. It's I'm getting drawn to this. So you know, I spoke to my wife Bridget about it and said, you know, what do you think? You know, it it would mean I'd be traveling around. I wouldn't be home as much. And we've got two kids, Caleb, he's 15 now and, and Chloe, she's, uh, she's 13. So they were a little younger back then playing sports and you know, running around all over the place to bring them. So it was busy, you know, like a lot of other families. Right. So, you know, after talking to Bridget and, and Bridget, she's uh, she's an entrepreneur. She's a business owner here. We have a, a spawn salon here in, in North Bay, Ontario, Canada, and she has about 15 employees. So, you know, she saw the opportunity and she said, you know what, it, I think you should go for this. You know, you've been, you've been itching about, you know, trying to find a new challenge. Uh, you'd like to develop yourself as a leader. I think this is a great opportunity. So I said, you know what, what the heck, let's go, let's go for it. So I applied for the job and I said, ah, you know, what are the odds? What are the chances that I'm going to get this position? Sure enough, I get the phone call for the interview. <laughs> and it was actually the first time I had ever done an interview online via video conferencing. Gotcha. So we were using a, l- a little bit of the online stuff before, but not so much the video conferencing. So that was uh, 
that was a, a pretty nice uh, experience. And, you know, maybe about a day later, they called me and they offered me the position. So that was some great news. And then came August, the end of August. And I'll never forget, I was in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, which is where the base of this, the, the company was. And we were invited there for the first team meeting. And, you know, Danny, at the end of August, being a principal, we're used to flying already at about 150 miles an hour, right? We're getting everything mm-hmm. ready, getting the mm-hmm. building ready, getting the teachers ready to, to get the kids back into, into class in September. So here I am sitting in the hotel room and I don't have a school to, to get ready. I don't have a staff to talk to. I don't have kids coming in. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh my God, what the heck did I get myself into? I was actually having some anxiety because I didn't, you know, it was a brand new provincial team. We didn't, we were practically building it from the ground up as we were going. So, you know, that, that was uh, quite the feeling, but it ended up being probably the best decision I ever made in terms of my, of my career. And from then it just took off. And I told myself if there's, you know, I gave myself one objective and that one objective was to be sure, to make sure, to put myself in as, in as many uncomfortable positions as possible and to push myself when my little voice is saying no to something that you know people would ask us to do or an initiative to take, and I would make sure to say yes. So from there, it just took off. And before you knew it, we were building this, this incredible team that was having an impact throughout the province. I was working with and learning from you know 13 to 15 school principals a year. And so I just got to to learn a lot more about myself. And, and I was like, man, I love doing this. This is fantastic. You know, I could, it's calling me. So I said, I got to do more. I got to find some other way to be able to have even more impact and just, and just, and a wider impact on a broader scale. So then we started talking because you can imagine, you know, everybody that we were working with were like-minded. So it's just a bunch of creative and, and motivated people just pushing each other and pushing each other. You know, so before you knew it, we were getting into some video stuff, uh, you know, to, to help accompany people and giving them some leadership tips. And from there, it went to uh, building my website. Originally, I had named it uh, jo- joelmclean.ca. And on there, we were just putting like my blog post. I started with that. So I started blogging. And um, so then I started thinking, you know what? What if I'd like to do this all the time? You know, fantastic. So I said, well, for now, it might not be possible, but you know, I've got about nine years left before I can retire. So I said, you know, this would be fantastic if I could just set things up now and start doing it. And then, you know, by the time I get there, it'd be all, all ready to go. So that's how uh, I ended up founding Inspire Leadership. And uh, from there, I created the podcast, which is uh, Inspire Leadership Podcast, which is a French language podcast. So that took off and things are going very, very well. There aren't too many French uh, francophone leadership development podcasts. So there was like a little bit of an empty space there that I was able to, to come in and, and feel that need so far. Anyway, so far, so good. So that's going very well. And um, so, it, it, you know, inspire leadership is just my way to be able to reach even more people, to be able to inspire them to say, listen, I got to make the time for myself. I have to be intentional in wanting to develop myself as a leader. And these are some of the ways that you can do it. And if there's anything that I can do to help you and accompany you to getting there, well, it would be my pleasure. Just, you know, send me, send me a message on Twitter, send me an email, whatever it is. If my blog posts can inspire you, then so be it. If, if my podcast can inspire you to going into action and to develop yourself and to add value to yourself so that you can add value to others, then that's perfect, you know, because that is the big objective is to reach as many people as I can. And that is the main reason why I um, 
I put together Inspire Leadership. I think people can uh, hear the passion in your voice. And I, I do appreciate the story too of uh, taking on the uh, imposter syndrome and that small voice that can be so negative at times. Uh, and what I've learned, and, and I think it came through through your story, um, that that fear is just the, it, it's a coin, right? There's two sides to the coin. Fear's on the one side, but if you flip it over, it's excitement and adventure and uh, achieving your goals. It's the same thing, right? And when I started reframing projects or activities or whatever that I was afraid of, of engaging in, and realizing on the on the flip side of that is adventure and excitement, stuff that people run to, right? I just have to switch my mind on, okay, I'm not afraid, I'm excited. And that's all it took. And that 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 has really helped me out quite a bit. Absolutely. You know, the the feeling you get when when that little voice is telling you, you know, maybe you should do it. But the feeling at the end point when you do do it, and that feeling you get when you've known that you've that you've made a difference to somebody be it in their personal life or in their professional life, it trumps by a hundred times mm. that feeling of, of, of doubt and that feeling of maybe I can't do it or maybe I don't have time to do it. It, it trumps it by 150 times. So it's a fantastic feeling. It's the best feeling in the world to know that you've actually had an impact on somebody and have made in some way, either small or big, you know, a positive impact on them and a difference in their lives. Absolutely. And let's pause here, Joel. Just for a second, for a message from our sponsors. The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is brought to you by TeachFX. Research shows that the more students speak in class, the more they learn, and the better they perform on standardized tests. TeachFX has helped hundreds of schools increase their student engagement by visualizing for teachers what portions of class are teacher talk versus student talk. Learn more at TeachFX. Com. Better Leaders, Better Schools is proudly sponsored by Organized Binder, a program which gives students daily exposure to goal setting, reflective learning, time and task management, study strategies, organizational skills, and more. Organized Binder's color-coded system is implemented by the teacher with the students, helping them create a predictable and dependable classroom routine. Learn more and improve your students' executive functioning and non-cognitive skills at OrganizedBinder.com. All right, we're back with uh, Joelle McLean from Inspire Leadership, talking about the story of uh, starting that up in the, in the podcast. And here I want to just transition to the last third of the show and uh, get to some go-to questions no guest can avoid. So <laughs> number one. What's a book or a video tool or resource that's really impacted your uh, leadership, productivity, or quality of life in the last few months? Mm. Just stick with just one, Danny, or can I just rifle out a couple of them? You can do a couple if you want. <laughs> um, okay, so I've got a, a couple of really good ones, and I've got them like, um, I like to categorize them. So I remember a few years back when I first started uh, learning about you know, digital transformation and technology integration and how it can transform teaching. Uh, I read a book in terms of my philosophy to be able to develop what, what is my philosophy when it, when it comes to those things. I read a book called Stratosphere by Michael Fullen. That was a really good read. It put things into perspective and it really got me thinking about how I see, you know, this digital transformation or this, this what really is a transformation of education, you know? So that was a great book. And I actually, so in terms of getting me to think about what it, what it means to me. Yeah. And then when it comes to the practical part of it, and it was very complimentary, are two books by Eric 
Schininger. The first one is digital leadership. So that gave you the how-to, right? How can you actually take those, that, that philosophy and bring it into a school and actually uh, live it out, you know? So there was digital leadership by Eric Schininger and also learning transform, uh, which is by Eric and Thomas Murray. Excellent books, actually, Learning Transform. Um, a colleague of mine, Michel Paget, and I just last month finished a sort of like a, like a book club short mastermind where we studied that book. And we actually had Eric Schininger as a guest in one of our, uh, in really? one of our sessions. So, yeah, it was. That's fantastic. It was, abso- it was awesome. You know, the power of, uh, of the PLN is absolutely unbelievable. So those two books were awesome. So that's more of, you know, the how-to and, and the digital integration, transforming learning, just doing something different to be able to, 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 to add even more value to that, to that learning experience for the student. And then when it comes to the heart, you know, first book that comes into mind, which is a great book by uh, uh, George Kuros, Innovator's Mindset. I know it's been mentioned on your podcast before. So that is a fantastic book. and. Um, I like to find books in terms of coaching. So I, I enjoyed The Coaching Habit by Michael uh, Bungay-Stanner. I don't know if you know that one. Coaching Habit was, uh, was a really good one. I enjoyed that one. And Leadership Step-by-Step also by Josh Bodick was uh, actually, I read that book because you had talked about it in your podcast. Yeah, he was a guest um, on the show, maybe, maybe twice. I think Josh might've been on there twice. And I was a guest on his show twice as well. But what I love about that book, uh, if people aren't familiar with it, it speaks to that practicality that you were talking about with uh, digital leaders, leadership too. Yeah. And he walks you through exercises that you can implement that same day. They're hard. I mean, some of them are quite meaty, um, but he's, he tries to break down the, the art uh, of, of, of leadership. It's, it's a good yeah. book. People should check it out. Yeah, it definitely pushes you. In, and you're right. The exercises aren't easy, but they're, they're well worth uh, trying them out. That's for sure. And, uh, you know, how can I not talk about the Better Leaders, Better Schools roadmap, <laughs> Danny? I mean, I shout out to you, buddy. Okay. Because I'm actually, I'm not done now and I'm reading it now. And what I like about your book, Danny, is for me, it's like putting, putting them both together. Together, You've got the heart and you've got the how-to. Mm. And where I am at in my development as a leader, what I appreciate the most about your book is that it brings me back down to earth and it, it, it kind of, not give it doesn't give me a slap in the face, but it just kind of shake it, it kind of shakes me at the at the shoulders and saying, hey, listen, you know, don't forget about this. This is really important. Are you doing this? Are you thinking about this? And probably the best example I can give you is that in your book, you know, you're you're talking about how you need to surround yourself with with uh, great people. You're only as good as the five people that you that you surround yourself with the most most of the time. And 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 the timing was great because I needed that. I had just transitioned back from this incredible position province-wide having this impact and organizing conferences and, and, and giving, you know, uh, giving workshops all over uh, the province and even outside the province back to a, to a school. So I, I, I think I needed that, that realignment to say, listen, as much as you were working all the time with like-minded people, because that's when these, these provincial teams come together, it's like-minded people, you know, don't forget that you need to do that too in, within your school board and within your school. So, the timing was great because that's when we said, you know what, I got to get, let's get this book, uh, Learning Transform. Let's get a book study together. And that's when uh, Michel Paget, my colleague, came on with me. And we said, let's get together and let's surround ourselves with some great people so that we can keep pushing ourselves. So I really appreciate that about your book, Danny, and I'm really enjoying it so far. So kudos to you. Congratulations. It's a, it's a great book, people. You got to get out there and get <laughs> 
The Better Leaders, Better Schools Roadmap. It's a great book for uh, any aspiring leader. Thank you. It's uh, it's fun to hear how people are connecting and reacting uh, to the to the content to the book. So I really appreciate you what what you shared there, um, Joel. What message would you put on all school and keys across the globe if you could do so for just a day? I love that question, uh, and I've heard so many people answer it on your on your podcast. And so you know, especially now that I've got that, I was telling you in the pre-show, I've got that commute now, right? So I've been assigned to a school where. I've got about a 50 to, to 60 minute drive one way each day. So, you know, what do you do? You listen to podcasts, right? right? So you listen to better leaders, better schools, and you listen to, you know, to develop yourself and podcasts, yeah. you know, about anything and everything. Hmm. So I've always asked myself, well, well, what would you answer? How would you answer that question? And I thought about it for a good while. And I came up with, with this. I think if I had that opportunity, I would put something like, you know, be an even better version of yourself today than you were yesterday. And to me, that's, that's what sums it all up when I think about the work that I do, when I think about the impact and the influence that I'd like to have on people, it's just for them to realize and to be intentional about making themselves better. And it doesn't matter how it is, a better cook, a better dad, a better brother, a better leader, a better teacher, a better student, it doesn't matter what it is. As long as you've got something and you're doing something, you're, you're, you're going into action in order to better yourself. To me, that's that's how I look at it. You know, how can I be an even better version today than I was yesterday? So that's what I would put just everywhere on those marquees. Love that quote. Be an even better version of yourself today than you were yesterday. Well, Joel, you've been a fantastic guest. You've made it to the last question. You knew this one was coming up too. <laughs> You're building a school from the ground up. You're not limited by any resources. Your only limitation is your imagination. So how would you build your dream school and what would be your top three priorities? I would love that opportunity, by the way. I don't know. I don't know about you, Danny, but I can't tell you how many times in conversations with colleagues and staff, how many times do we do we tell ourselves, hey, let's start a school. You know, oh, yeah. let's all get yeah. together. And I know we've all the talked. mastermind talks about that <laughs> weekly, you know. And I'm not scared of it happening. I bet at some point, at some point that will happen because the That's relationships awesome. and the trust and the synergy, something special is happening there. And I think those that are a little more risk, risk, you know, uh, yeah. they're addicted to that or their entrepreneurial spirit. You know, I, I could see that happen. Absolutely. And uh, uh, I'm thinking the same thing as you, and I would just love the opportunity, but listen, if there were no limits, no cash limits, no resource limits, obviously the first place that I would start, as many other guests have said, is the staff, of course. So you want to get the people, the people that want to be there, the people that want to have an impact, and the people that are learning all the time. And so I'm talking about custodians, I'm talking about teachers, I'm talking about partners in the community. You get everybody involved, but you get the people that one want to be there and the ones that want to have an impact and make a difference in not only in, in the students' lives, but in their own also. Because I see it as an institution where everybody learns, right? Everybody can learn and get better. So staff would be the number one. The number two, I think I, think I would want to partner up with some kind of an institution that does research, be it a university or what have you. If we can get to, you know, some, some research-based stuff going on in the school, just to guide us in terms of, you know, what kind of an impact are we having? Can we, how can we measure that? How can we make sure that we're actually making a difference and that we're doing things right? So I think the research part is really important when it comes to that. 
So I would partner up with a, a university or, or, or somebody that would be an expert in that type of deal, you know, leadership development, uh, relationship development, educational development, uh, the child development, the different steps, psychologists, psychiatrists, you know, everybody, because I don't have any limits. So I would go and get everybody and pay them a really, really good salary. Heck yeah. I love it. So I get, you know, the research part of that in there, definitely. And then when it comes to the physical, the physical part of the, of the school itself, I've been thinking about this question for a while. And, and the first thing that pops into my mind are different campuses. I would have like a whole bunch of different campuses that specialize in different things. You know, are you interested in sciences or something in the sciences? Well, you want to go and check out that campus for a little while. If you like physical education or how the body develops or movement or sports, uh, uh, sports administration, I think that's to do with sports. Well, here we got a campus that deals with that, that's got experts with that, and they'll be able to, 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 to let you explore that. You know, if it's something when, in regards to life sciences, you'd like to be a nurse, a doctor, whatever that is, we'd have a campus that, that, can, that can deal with that. So to have a whole whack of campuses uh, that be able to cater to different passions and different interests and would give that opportunity for students to be able to visit the different campuses and work at one for two months, three months, six months, it, does, it doesn't matter what it is. But to give them that opportunity to go around and have access to the best people possible within that, uh, that type of work and to really be able to explore it and to see if it's something that they would like to do uh, later on in life. So I would have like a, I guess, like a PBL approach, a passion-based learning approach, but geared towards a, a certain area that interests the students. And finally, most definitely, Danny, I would have some kind of a work-integrated learning um, my son's 15, he's in grade 10, and I asked him this weekend again, I said, you know, what are you thinking about the future? What, what, what can you see yourself doing? What do you like? You know, and aside from PS and hockey um, and his girlfriend, well, he has no idea what he'd like to do. So I'd love to see these kids being able to do placements, these work-related integrated placements where they're actually able to go into the community. And you know what? You'd like, you think you'd like to be a veterinarian? Well, here, why don't you go do a, a four-month placement at a vet's office and actually see what it is and do some of the work and integrate yourself fully and not to see if it's something that you would like and not have them do a whole bunch of different ones, you know, until they found something that they really loved and enjoyed and said, you know what, I can really see myself having an impact doing this type of work. And I'd love to, to continue studying within this, uh, this type of, uh, of, of a job for the future. So work integrated learning for sure would be in that school. So, yeah. So, you know, that's how I, I would see my ideal school. I like that last point a lot too, just because the exposure kids would get, you know, and all the, the real life skills uh, that would be developed from such a rich experience. That'd be fantastic. Well, like I said, Joel, you've been a great guest. Uh, if people want Thanks. to, you know, connect with you and inspire leadership and get to know you a bit better, uh, what's the best way of reaching you? Absolutely. Listen, um, you can reach me on Twitter. That's probably the easiest spot. So my Twitter handle is at jprofnb. That's at J-P-R-O-F-N-B. Send me an inbox me there and I'll be happy to, to, to help you with whatever you're, you're looking for. Uh, you can send me an email. Email address is jprofnb at gmail.com. So you can send, shoot me out an email. You can visit our, uh, our website, inspireleadership.ca. You'll find the, the, uh, my blog post there. You'll find uh, all the information in regards to uh, Inspire Leadership podcast, the guests, the show notes, and the links 
so that you can uh, actually listen to the podcast. It's it's just as a reminder, it is a French language podcast. So if you guys know anybody that's uh, that speaks French and would like to to listen to some great francophone leadership development content, I've got some fantastic guests that I've had so far, and the future is looking bright for Inspire Leadership podcasting. So uh, head on out there to the website inspireleadership.ca and basically find pretty much well everything about me and how you can find. Joël, merci beaucoup. <laughs> de rien, Danny. De... <laughs> Plaisir. All right, better leaders. Just a few more things before you take off. I created a new resource for you called the three leadership questions I ask every day. You can download the resource by visiting betterleadersbetterschools.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. This helps me in a few ways. It gives the show some social proof. It encourages new people to listen to the show, and it improves the ranking of the show and therefore helps me serve more school leaders. If you want extra credit and some good vibes, share your biggest takeaway from the show and tag me on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is Alien Earbud, an anagram for my name, Daniel Bauer. And make sure to use the hashtag BLBS. This Sunday is the weekend resource. Join over 3,000 school leaders that get this resource delivered every week. In the weekend resource, I share content curated specifically for school leaders. You'll get articles, videos, templates, and exercises, coaching tips, inspirational quotes, invitations to free Friday group coaching, which is an exclusive offer made available only to newsletter subscribers in the Better Leaders, Better Schools tribe, and links to all the content I created for you this past week. You can subscribe at betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash weekend dash resource. And remember, life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. Go out there today and be a better leader.